Daft About Craft, the Craft Beer Podcast. Welcome along to a Daft About Craft special. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll have heard that on our last episode, we didn't do our usual hype or tripe feature, and that's because we were waiting for some special beers to be released from Cloudwater. They're now released, the Chubbles bandwagon is in full flow, and we're here to tell you what we think of them. And now it's time for hype or tripe. So, it's me, Dave D. And me, Dave B. And we're here in South Staffordshire and in Suffolk, as usual. And we've got some chubbles in front of us. This collaboration between the mighty Cloudwater and the Vale from America. We've got one each, and we're ready to crack them open. So, yes, you can't really move for chubbles at the moment. They're not the easiest to get hold of, although they're probably not the hardest either. We did we did manage it well, you managed to track them down for both of us, which was very much appreciated. I remember when we did the episode of uh, Putty from Verdant, we were trying to think of other beers that come out every year that have a huge following and we couldn't actually, but this is the next the next big one, isn't it, Chubbles? It's everywhere and everybody wants it. And from what I've been reading, it sounds like it's absolutely fantastic this year. So I should say there are now six different versions of Chubbles available in this series. The brand new one is Chubbles 53 Degrees North, and that was brewed solely in Manchester. The other five were all brewed in Manchester and at the Vale Brewery in the US. And they are Chubbles the Original, Chubbles 2, Chubbles 3, Chubbles Chubbles, and Chubbles 3 Enhanced. And to explain this a little bit more, we're really happy to welcome onto the podcast Connor Murphy, the Engagement and Marketing Manager from Cloudwater, to tell you all about it. And before I hand over to Connor, I've got to say thanks so much for coming onto the podcast to do this, because Connor's whole family has actually been struck down by COVID in the last few weeks, and it's been a really difficult time. So to come on here and do this for us, we're really grateful, and uh, can't thank you enough. So the story of Troubles goes back to 2017 um, when our, our owner Paul and members of our team had been over to the to the States on a couple of occasions and met, met Matt Tarpey, co-founder of The Vale and, and some of their team too. They were pretty young at the time. We ourselves were only um, two years old back then. And during these meetings, we just, the teams just hit it off really. They um, like, kind of really enjoyed each other's company Paul and Matt got on really well and still do to this day they're good friends and through that kind of shared experience through that enjoyment of kind of chewing the fat just relaxing in each other's company they beer ideas started to take shape so they wanted to both do something really different something that was for the time for the time groundbreak it was the first triple IPA we'd we'd ever brewed I think similar for the Vale too. We we brewed it using uh, decided upon an English ale yeast um, with origins in Manchester, so that that was a kind of nice twist that made it something of Manchester. And decided to showcase two hot varieties that we both love in Citra, which was is something that we've is a variety that we we've always used um, regularly throughout our beers. It provides such a lovely kind of juicy base for for a lot of our um, hot forward beers and Galaxy, which is a hop that the, the Vale use an awful lot too. It's got that really rich resinous profile, 
you know, tropical fruit and um, like overripe tropical fruits come through from galaxy often too. So that, that, that kind of combination seemed like a really good fit uh, with an Enigma thrown into the mix as well. And the Enigma, the Veil hand select is really, really top quality. It kind of really gives us loads of, loads, loads of um, impact in troubles. So it was designed as a ex- real bold expression of those hops, of that yeast, with a really high protein, um, high oats, malt grist. And it just seemed to capture people's imagination at the time. So the, so the Veil released it first, and it was only released in America the first year. Consumers over there loved it, and the Veils, the Veils drinkers really, really buzzed off it. So when it came to the second year, they're like, well, we've got to do it again. So Matt got in touch with Paul, and Paul, kind of not wanting to short the customers over here, said, well, how about we brew it at the same time um, over in Manchester? And when we did that, this, we got exactly the same response as the Veil had got. People were blown away by this beer. I, I remember at the time before I was working for Cloudwater, Going down to the to the old barrel store tap room, people's energy and excitement on Trouble's release day was palpable. It was it was such an occasion, something so different to to what was available widely in the UK at the time. I mean, things have changed now, but back then it was it really was a point of difference. And just year on year, we've had conversations with the Vale about you know is it is it time to kill off Trouble's? It's a it's a recipe now that's six years old. Should should we be thinking move on, do something different? But it's the same with them as it is with us. Every year when, when the Veil asks people what you want to see from us, their response is largely troubles. I think Matt said 60% of responses on, on their, their posts on, on social media asking what their drinkers want to see next say troubles. So it's developed its own momentum since and neither of us feel like we can let it drop. Neither of us feel like we can disappoint customers. And, and I think that's why a whole series has been built around it. We, we've added another project, um, product to that mix this year because largely responding to um, fatigue for high ABV last year, we listened to, the, to what drinkers were telling us and, and that, that number of tippers released over a certain, over a small period of time um, had become a little bit too intense. So we dropped one of those from the mix and added a, a new new beer, um, Troubles 53 Degrees North, at 7% rather than 10%. And the idea with that was first to actually go for a cask-only Troubles, uh, something that was, again, trying to push, push the envelope a little bit more, uh, a beer that really isn't made for cask in many ways, um, isn't expected on cask, but that we knew that we, if, we, if we got it right, people would love it. So from that kind of idea of doing a cash troubles, we, we, we were experimenting with a recipe for that and thought it was a product really ideally suited to keg and can as well. So just tweaked between the cask and, and, the, and the, the keg versions to, to bring somebody to bring people something new um, and something, something different that's a bit more easygoing. So which, which version have you got? So I've just finished having COVID. As a consequence, I haven't been... Uh, really in the mood to drink for the, sort of a couple of weeks. Never lost t- taste or smell, which was good, but it hasn't really made me want to drink. So I've got the 7% one because I don't really fancy tackling a tipper just yet, certainly not out of the gate. So I've got Chubbles 53 degrees north, and that's all I know. It's a 7% beer. It's a nice gold can with some interesting artwork, and that's literally it. There's not really any description about what's in it on the can, even on untapped, there's no further description. So I'm in the dark as to what I've actually got apart from a, a, a dipper. A little bit of research tells me what I can tell you is that this is the newest addition to the Chubbles family, if you want. Mm-hmm. So it's not one they've done before. And I can, well, I know the hops. You don't know. We could play the hop game if you want. We can play the hop game. That's fine. Let's do that then. 
that will be interesting. I have got Chubbles, Chubbles, which is one of the 10% tippers. So 187 calories per 100 mils as well, in case you were wondering. It's like a nice pudding, that is, isn't it? No pudding for me today. Mine's 66 per 100 mils. Oh, look at him. The healthy option. <laughs> right, who's going to go first? I'll start because I've got the slightly lesser in strength. So you were saying that you've had COVID and yeah. you didn't drink during COVID. This is the first day you've tested negative. Mm. You've had a couple of beers just before this one from our good pals at Copper Beach, which you really loved. Yes. So this is one of your first beers post-COVID, so it should hopefully taste amazing. Looks good. It does. It looks good. It's in my actual cloud water glass. I actually own matching oh. glassware for once. Look at him go. Now, it actually smells like when the can is slightly over-carbonated. It smells like that. So it's not actually massively appealing on the nose. It looks great. It's maybe starting to warm up slightly and I'm getting a bit of getting a bit of tropical and a bit of stone fruit, but it's not a great nose. Mm, okay, that's not what I expected. Quite dry. Yeah, that makes sense. It is stone fruit more than it's tropical. You've got a good shot at this because there's six hops involved. Six? Six. Three on the hot side, three on the cold side. I feel like Simcoe or Mosaic are in there somewhere. Strata. Okay. I'm not going to tell you whether you're right or wrong Sure, yet. sure. I mean, I figure there's got to be some Citra. Okay. Perhaps some Galaxy. I was trying to find, I was trying to think of another one, so I'd got six. I was going to say Amarillo, but I don't think there is. So I, I will say, I think Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, Strata, Galaxy, and something that I haven't got. Galaxy. Yes. All right. Citra, yes. Actually, there's five, not six. I tell a lie, there's five. Okay. Three in the hot side, three in the cold side. One of Citra is in both sides. Okay. But in the hot side, you've got Galaxy, Citra, and Eldorado. So you've got two out of the three. Okay. And then the cold side addition of Citra, Enigma, and Nelson Sova. Ah, okay. So what they're aiming for is a big punch of tropical fruits it, what interesting well you, well, you for me you did say tropical fruits but you said probably more on the stone fruit side of things yeah anyway is it good it's not bad <laughs> but it's not i mean i perhaps the perhaps the bigger ones are where it's at um but don't forget no, this is the first time they've, they've done this one so this is mm. this is a new one to the uh, trouble stable I, i've seen what it's rated on untapped I won't be rating it anywhere near that at the moment. It might change while we're talking these through, and I don't think it's a COVID-affected palette or anything. Okay. You know when we've talked about Galaxy before and it takes over? Well, it hasn't I, done that because it took you a while to find the Galaxy, so it can't be that. But I, f I feel like it's becoming more dominant. The bit that stands out the most is the end part of the beer, where it's quite dry and right. a little... and and and. Not a little bit dank, probably a bit more than that, but not a lot dank. So medium dank. Medium dankness. But what's the mouth feel like, Dave? It is quite full. It's quite soft. Is it heavy? It's... Are you going to struggle to get through it? No. No, no. I'll get through it very easily, very okay. quickly. It, okay. it doesn't taste of its ABV at all. Probably feels like it's a five-ish beer. Yeah, so it's seven, but yeah, punch is lower than that in that sense. Leave your glass to warm up and you can get through it and then come back to us in a few minutes. I'm going to tell you a bit about mine. I poured it out. So this is Chubbles Chubbles, which is a 10% triple IPA. 
which is apparently dripping in squidgy fruits. Ooh. So we'll see. Oh, it looks nice. Yeah, it is nice. Okay. It's very full, and my expectation when having a Cloudwater Tipper is it's going to be quite sweet and almost orange in colour, but this is more of a deep yellow, and that sweetness actually isn't there. It's not overwhelmingly sweet at all. In fact, there's a little bit of bitterness that I get at the end, but it's definitely not overwhelmingly sweet, which is always my worry with, with a tipper. If you sort of had this blind, would you know that this was a collaboration or would you still think, oh, this is probably a Cloudwater beer? Like, mm, Well, no, actually, I don't think it tastes like your normal Cloudwater tipper, if I'm honest with you. It mm-hmm. does taste different. So if you said to me, this is a Cloudwater tipper, I might well say to you, hmm, is somebody else involved here? Because it it hasn't it hasn't got that sweetness I would associate with a with a tipper from them. Yeah, so this is the sixth time that Cloudwater and the Vale have teamed up, and they say that this year they've used a lighter touch, less sweet than previous batches, which would which would fit in with what I just said about this mm. one. They're talking about mango, melon, pineapple, papaya, offset by oily grapefruit and a rich resinous character a lot of that is that for the whole series or just for your beer i think that's the whole that's the whole series they're referring to because all these beers are obviously pretty similar Mm, yeah pretty similar i get get some of that with yeah yeah so we heard from connor at cloudwater a little earlier with an overview of the whole chubble series he's kindly recorded a bit more audio for us to tell us how chubbles has changed over the years people often ask us has Chubbles changed over the years? And and the answer to that is largely no. It has changed, but almost imperceptibly year on year. We, we make, rather than making wholesale changes to the recipe and switching things up completely, which we, which we don't think would be a faithful representation of Chubbles and of the es- essence of Chubbles. Instead, we make gradual tweaks over time. And these might be to account for process changes in our brewery, new techniques that we, that we put into play whether it's techniques uh, that we use in hopping or at different parts in the brewing process, and also just accounting for changes in taste too. The the tastes for high ABV, hop-forward beer are very different these days than they were back in 2017. Remember back in 2017, this was a, a relatively new new thing. It was, a, it was a product that was very different, as I said before. So perceptions of, of that beer and preferences for how how that was brewed are very different to to what they are now and people i suppose want thicker more expressive of the hops bolder year on year that's that's what we've seen starting to see a slight change in that now where maybe people are getting slightly fatigued with that 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 kind of push for ever increasing flavor um, and body but that's what we've that's what we've seen over the years so chubbles has has been tweaked and refined li- little by little to reflect those changes and just to, just to keep it fresh um, while while still capturing the essence of that of that first first brew of it you're listening to dave b and dave d on daft about craft the craft beer podcast we briefly mentioned verdant's putty earlier as another real hype beer which is they produce a new one every year how would you rate your version of chubbles there to verdant's putty that we had at the start of the year you know what they're not massively dissimilar certainly my version isn't the thing i was going to say with this now i've had a bit more of it you know when you have a, a, a relatively hoppy beer mm-hmm. and it comes out of say key keg 
and it sort of repeats on you a couple of times. Yeah. It's that sort of gassy, mm. but slightly that keeps doing that. And that I don't like that as a mark of a beer. That knocks it down a bit for me. I've actually that's really interesting you say that because I've turned my mic down a couple of times because it's it's repeated on me a few times as well. Mm. Could this almost be a case of it being too fresh? Well, we did wonder that with the putty, we didn't did, we? We did, yeah. But this doesn't taste green in the same way that no, the, the, no, the putty no, did. No, it certainly doesn't taste green. I want to reserve judgment a bit because I've got the can you've got as well to try, and I'm looking forward to trying that. Mm. If this was the only experience I had of the Trouble series all year, or even ever, I'd feel like I don't get it. Like, it's fine, but I've had better beers than this. Okay. Quite a lot, quite a lot of better beers than this. Actually, this isn't a bad beer, but it's certainly it's not a beer I'm going to remember in a week. The actual concept and the process, brilliant. Can't fault it. The only thing I would say is I kind of want the product to back it up. Now it might be that I'll have the other tipper and I'll love it. Yeah, and what is interesting here is the the one that you've got. I think is the lowest ABV of the of the series. Yeah, maybe you'd find the other ones better. More than possible, and I hope so. I don't want to. I don't want to be sort of disappointed by this as a series. So, are you, are you kind of on the fence here with this one? Are you sort of in that middle ground? It's not tripe, but it, it's too far removed from being great for me to be a hype beer. This one in isolation, yes. The series, not a problem. And um, as I say, I really look forward to trying the other one because I want to see what that's like. And I'm hopeful that's going to be better. But this can't, for me, be a hype beer. What about you? You know, I almost think we should call this hype tripe or dot, 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 or on the fence, because we do come across quite a few that are quite clearly never going to be tripe, but they don't quite reach the hype. I mean, technically, if something isn't hype, in in terms of this feature, if it isn't hype, it should be tripe. But it's just so difficult to to put a beer that is obviously very well made into that category because it, it, it it's not right. It doesn't live there. Yeah, you're right. It isn't – it's tough because it isn't tripe in the sense that, yes, it's been well put together. But the problem is this one just now – this falls into just another beer. Mm, middle ground territory. Yeah. And I think yours is better than that. I think it is, yeah. I'm going to nail my colours to the mast. It's better than that. I can tell a lot of care has gone into this. Um, the fact that it isn't too sweet, they've dialed that back a little bit from previous iterations of it. You know, they've obviously listened to people, changed it slightly, finessed it, and this is great for me. I love this. No, for me, that's hype. So we've got hype and sort of middle ground there. So I think we're leaning towards hype overall. What would be interesting is if we can get you, the listener, to let us know what you think of it. On our socials, we'll put a couple of pictures up and whatever of our cans. Let us know what you think. Is it hype or tripe? From what I've seen all over Untapped, yeah, most people are absolutely loving it. If you are, if you're not, let us know. We'd love to know, wouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, I'd really like to get some views on the 53 Degrees North. Because mm. as you say, this is the newest one. And perhaps this one just needs a bit of refinement. I think the biggest criticism I have of it is it doesn't really do a lot. Do you know, what is so interesting is that it's preconceptions. Oh, Chubbles is landing on my doorstep. This is Mm. going to be great. Here's Chubbles. It's great. You expect it to be great, don't you? And here's a little story. I was at BRX recently in Liverpool. I'll tell you more about this on the next episode. I went up there with Dan from Copper Beach and John from Copper Beach, and we 
we went to a few seminars, a few talks, and one of them was about off flavours in beers. And we had to taste some beers and um, work out what was wrong with them. We were told what they should taste like. And after a few minutes, a couple of guys piped up. This doesn't taste like this for me. It, it tastes like something else. And it turned out that in a couple of instances, there was five different beers, five different off flavours we tried. A couple of them had been handed out incorrectly and they were wrong. But everybody, once they'd got the idea in their head of what they should mm. taste like... They assumed it. Yeah, that was it. It what tasted they were like that. Yeah, except for two guys who could tell they weren't right. But everybody else there... Oh, yeah, yeah, this does taste like uh, eggs or whatever it was, you know. But my point being is that once you put that idea in somebody's head of what something should taste like, Mm. that's what they get. It's so interesting to drink beers in isolation without having any prior knowledge of what you've got because it can change your your whole conception. My further point being, um, if people didn't know this was Chubbles, would they be saying, oh, this is great, this is great, this is five out of five? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Because if you'd given this to me blind, yeah, you'd, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be raving about it. No, you, you'd say it's. it's I'd say it's okay. It's yeah. I'd say it's okay. What else? What's next? But <laughs> and that, that's where I am with it. Like I'm not. I'm just not blown away with this one, but I, I fully appreciate the whole concept, and I'm up for it, and I, I'm very keen to try the other one that you sourced us, the one you've tried, and and of. Really enjoy it. Get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram at Daft About Craft One. So thanks very much indeed for listening to this Hypotripe special. Hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. Our next full episode will be released on Monday, April the 11th. So look out for us on your pod provider and hopefully you'll be joining us in a few weeks' time.